the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Every year, the parents of Jesus used to go to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up for the feast as usual. When they were on their way home after the feast, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem without his parents knowing it. They assumed he was with the caravan. And it was only after a day's journey that they went to look for him among their relations and acquaintances. When they failed to find him, they went back to Jerusalem, looking for him everywhere. Three days later, they found him in the temple, sitting among the doctors, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his intelligence and his replies. They were overcome when they heard him, when they saw him. And his mother said to him, My child, why have you done this to us? See how worried your father and I have been looking for you. Why were you looking for me, he replied. Did you not know that I must be busy with my father's affairs? But they did not understand what he meant. He then went down with them and came to Nazareth and lived under their authority. His mother stored up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and men. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The family is a school of love. To have a family is one of the great blessings that we can receive. And today, as we look to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, the Holy Family, I think it's good that we also pray for those who are without family, or who have been let down by their family, by a husband, by a wife, by a father or a mother, by a child. So let's pray. Lord, we ask you to send Jesus, Mary, and Joseph to anyone who is without a family or has been let down by their family, to be present to them, to console them, and to grant them this blessed opportunity that the family provides to learn to love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Family is, as I was saying, a school of love. Long before children learn to spell and to add up 
Before even they learn to speak, children learn in the family that they are loved, that someone cares for them, that they can trust. It's an essential foundation for our growth as as human persons. Without this loving environment, a child will not grow properly and can become a very wounded person as an adult. The family is a school of love, however, not just because children are shown love, but also because they learn to show love. Children are capable of very great love with God's grace. Someone was telling me a story recently about their own life. This person had grown up in a poor background. And um, when he was aged about five, he was badgering his his mother, who was a, a single mother, for a present that he wanted at Christmas. The way a child does, he wants the same presents as his friends at school. He wants to have some gift that he's dreaming of. But this present was outside their financial means as a family. They were really, his mother was really struggling to make ends meet. And... And he was badgering and badgering. It was beginning to look like it was going to ruin their Christmas as a family. Already it was a stressful Christmas for his mother who, who didn't have, like I said, the, the money she needed to really make it a festive occasion. And so just before Christmas, his mother sat him down, this five-year-old boy, and explained to him that she wasn't able to buy him an expensive present this year that she had only been able to afford one small gift. Um, It was a, a little toy bus. And this man said to me, aged five, I understood. And I loved that bus. I loved it and I played with it all the time. The child, aged five, had been capable of a very great act of love. It's a slightly sad story, but more it's a beautiful story. Because it shows how he was able to, to let his heart grow, even as a five-year-old boy. To go beyond that very understandable desire for the same presence as all his friends. And to open his heart for an appreciation of this very little gift that his mother was able to give him. That he was able to love his mother in that. It's a school for love and children can learn to show love. And that's why it's important actually that parents also discipline their children. Not excessively severely but with a proportionate amount of discipline it's a lack of love to not discipline your children when they've been naughty when they have done the wrong thing without that discipline they will never grow into people who are capable of loving with a great love they won't ever learn to be polite to be thankful to be fair with others to respect their elders. 
Yeah, disciplining is an important way of showing love. And I think there's a, a lot of lies in our society that, that try and tell us that if you discipline a child, it will be bad for him. We mustn't ever hurt their feelings. We've just got to try and explain to them kindly. It's not true. And they will thank you later if you teach them to love. However, that discipline, that teaching to love will only work if the child senses that it's based on a deeper love for them. If they sense that that discipline is inspired by true parental concern for their growth and that it's underpinned by an unconditional love for them, then that discipline will really bear fruit. That love that a child can experience, his parents' love for him, his father's love, his mother's love, is so important. It's so important that God uses it to express his love for us. That he loves us like a father loves his children. He uses this image because it's the most fundamental need that we have. It's at the very beginning of our development to sense our parents' love for us. He also takes the image of, of a mother's love in scripture. He also says that his love for us is like a mother's love, even stronger than a mother's love. And that's so beautiful because, in fact, we are all wounded on this question. There, there are no perfect parents. There is no perfect father, no perfect mother. Every family is imperfect. And the wound that we all have in that domain can only be truly healed, deeply healed, by discovering God's fatherly love for us. The family is a school of love for parents too, and not only for children. Now, loving your children, any parent will say, comes naturally. It's instinctive. It's spontaneous. In fact, occasionally it doesn't actually come naturally. Some people struggle because they don't have that very normal, natural feeling of love for their children. And it can be a great trial for them. But even if there is usually that very natural affection, all parents need to learn to love their children as God wants them to. That's what today's gospel shows us in a really powerful way. Jesus goes missing. And Mary and Joseph react as any loving parent would spontaneously react. They search anxiously for him. When they find him, though, Jesus has this very strange reply. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be busy with my father's affairs? This must have been very hard for Mary and Joseph to hear. And yet it was a way for their love for Jesus to deepen. In our families too, 
our love for each other deepens as we recognize that our family bonds, our love as fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters isn't the deepest reality for each person. There's a temptation to want to make family the ultimate value. Family isn't the ultimate value. It's important, like I said, but there's something deeper. And that is the fact that in each human person, in each member of each family, there's a very hidden sanctuary where that person is alone with God. God who alone provides the love that our families aspire to. It can be a great challenge for families, actually, especially close-knit families, to respect that sanctuary in one another. For for close-knit families, you know, they can sometimes become a bit suffocating as a child grows older. We've got to show love for one another while showing respect for each other's freedom, especially as children get older, for their choices. The sacrament of marriage places Christ at the very center of the family. It recognizes that he is the source of this love that unites us. That he is this deeper source that continues to be able to irrigate your family life even when human love runs dry. When you need to forgive, for example. When you need to respect others' freedom and it's difficult to let go. It's so precious. And if your family hasn't been yet blessed by the sacrament of marriage, if you were married in a civil wedding, for example, or if you were living together without being married, I'd invite you to consider receiving this beautiful sacrament. The best way to ensure the strength of your relationship, the strength of your family, is to make it over to God. Just as Hannah, in the first reading, made over her child Samuel to the Lord. Now doing that, receiving the sacrament of marriage, isn't a guarantee that there won't be betrayal, or heartbreak, or even separation. But it is a 100% rock-solid guarantee that Christ will be present in that relationship, whatever it brings. Present, offering you the power to love. We have to defend this school of love. We have to defend it politically by refusing the ideologies in our society that try and redefine family to try and make it into anything other than the commitment, the lifelong commitment in love of a man and a woman. But defending the family starts at home. It starts by strengthening your own family. 
strengthening according to God. Not necessarily becoming more tight-knit, but by allowing God to come into your family and to strengthen your love for each other. Receive the sacrament of marriage if you haven't yet done so and you are able to. But also, pray together as a family. That doesn't mean you have to kneel down for an hour every morning together. It doesn't mean you have to eat only bread and water on, on Fridays. A little bit of prayer as a family, regular, every day, will make a huge difference bringing God into your family. Defending your family also means refusing to let technology come between you and your children. Technology, phones, such a threat to our unity as families these days. And we've got to fight against it. We've got to be strong and courageous because it's hard. Children, and sometimes often grown-ups also, can be addicted to phones. Just like addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol. It's a serious problem. And as parents, you've got to, to face up to that problem. It's also not letting your children's friends take the place in, your, in their life that you ought to have as a parent. By giving your children your time, by giving them your love, your attention, to prevent them from going to search elsewhere for that love that they're maybe not receiving in the home. But there again, it's a struggle. And so we pray together. We pray for each other. If you're blessed in your family with strong bonds, respect for each other, love, a shared prayer life, look out for other families as well. Children, if you're blessed with a good family, be proud of your family. Don't be embarrassed about it in front of your friends. Because in fact, often if they make fun of your family for praying together, it's because they're jealous. They recognize somewhere that that's a huge blessing. So let's thank the Lord today if we are blessed with a great family. And let's pray for families that struggle. There's so much that threatens a family. There's so much that can go wrong. And we mustn't judge. A family where it's maybe whether marriage has fallen apart. Let's not judge. We mustn't judge. There's so many ways in which can, a family can go wrong. And it's not always the fault of the husband, of the wife. So let's be very merciful. Let's be kind. Let's be thoughtful, attentive, so as to encourage each other to live this beautiful place where Christ is present in the family. So once again, let's pray at the end of this homily. Let's pray for all families, especially for families that struggle. That today on this Feast of the Holy Family, they may experience the proximity of Mary, Mother of Mercy, of Joseph, the Protector of the Church and of the child Jesus, who brings hope into our world. Amen.